Hello, listeners. Jess here. Have you heard our newest show, Winnie Taylor's Fourth and Inches? Winnie Taylor is just a teenager when her mother dies, sending her to Cleveland to reunite with her dad, a former football player. It's an inspirational story about sports, family, and learning to overcome the barriers that hold us back. Winnie Taylor's Fourth and Inches has something for everyone. Action-packed football games, a story about friendship, and a father-daughter story that will warm everyone's heart. I know you're going to love it. Follow Winnie Taylor's Fourth and Inches wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free with a GZM family subscription. Head to gzmshows.com for more. You know me as Benjamin Franklin, statesman, inventor, founding father. But back in 1720, when I was 14 years of age, I was just plain Ben. Of course, even then, I had a knack for getting myself in trouble. So there we were, Eliza, the boys, and me, trapped at the back table of Coffin's Tavern with the governor himself not 30 feet away. A fine ale, Mrs. Coffin. Your reputation for hospitality doesn't do you justice. No, I only wish you'd been here when Mr. Coffin was alive, sir. How, how he would have been honored. The honor's mine, ma'am. Alas, my duties have kept me a virtual prisoner in the royal residence. A man can lose touch with his friends. And with his enemies. There it was again. I thought, sure, the governor was looking at me. Knowing somehow I possessed the letter he had tried so hard to find. Ben, let's get out of here. If he finds us with the letter... Shh. He doesn't know it's us. He's just fishing. And we're the fish. You see, my friends, I'm not the would-be tyrant some of my critics say I am. I can take a joke as well as the next man. And silence do good, so does know how to tell a good joke. <laughs> Indeed she does, friend. You like a good joke, do you? Aye, sir, we all do. Of course. Authority must be respected. Your name, sir? Who, <laughs> me? You do have a name, don't you? Davy Pot, sir. But everybody calls me Dirty Dave. I amuse you, do I, Dirty Dave? In that case, you shall amuse me. Seize that man, Constable. I was just having a little joke, I was. And now the joke's on you, Dirty Dave. I fear you're going to get a lot dirtier tied to my horse and dragged through the streets of Boston. No! Oh, no! Capri! March! One moment, Constable. Is there anyone else who enjoys Mrs. Silence's do-good and her sense of humor? What about that blasted veracity quince? Ben, what if he knows they're both you? Shh! Quiet, Sam. No? Then I bid you all a good night. Capri! Oh, we just Marcia. had a bit of fun, that's all. Just, just harmless fun. That could have been us. It will be us. Each one of us if the governor finds a way to stop veracity quince and silence do good. That's why we have to decipher this letter. What makes the letter so important, Ben? I don't know, John. 
I only know it's important to the governor and that's enough. Unlike poor Dirty Dave, we narrowly escaped the governor. But now it was time to bring the teapot back to the widow Fleming to clear Eliza's name. And I had a favor to ask. My silver teapot. As good as new, ma'am. Where did you find it? The credit goes to Veracity Quince and his assistant, Eliza Boyd. Eliza? Mr. Quince believed me when no one else did. I never could have found the teapot without him. She's no thief, ma'am. If she was, she'd be long gone by now. Well, well, well. I don't know what to say. I'm sorry would be a start. Eliza, I am regretful that you were suspected. And I am willing to take you back into service. Thank you, ma'am. But no thank you. I beg your pardon. (laughs) What Eliza means is she's earned your trust. For her to return to your service under the same terms... What are you asking? If you were to shorten her term of indenture to two years... Four. Three. Done. And two nights off a week? One. Done. If that is all, young man. Well, ma'am, now that you mention it, there is one little thing you can do for Mr. Veracity Quince. Young Franklin, is it? Back to prison. Missed me, did ya? You'll be obliged to hand over the prisoner and be quick about it. Excuse me? You giving me orders? I see you need additional authority. Madam? What appears to be the problem? Beg pardon, ma'am. This prison is no place for a lady or a lady's maid, neither. Indeed, it is no place for an innocent man as well. Do you keep a certain John Julian in your care? Jamaica Jack? He's mine, all right. Until he's the hangman's... Release him! Release him, did you say? You heard my mistress. But Jamaica Jack's a pirate. Are you deaf as well as dumb, sir? I say he's a free man and I can prove it. exhilarating, I must say. And to think, all it took was a few words from me and a few sheets of paper to win this gentleman's freedom. What did you call them? Letters of manumission. They proved that John Julian had been granted his freedom by her husband long before his untimely death. And how do you explain that the ink on those papers was still wet? Trade secret, ma'am. I'll never tell if you won't. (laughs) Wicked boy. Mr. Julian, may I call you Jack? I trust you will make the most of your freedom. Widow Fleming, you may count on it. Your carriage, ma'am. As for you, Cornelius, or Benjamin, or whatever you call yourself next, tell Mr. Veracity Quince, if he ever requires my services again, be sure to let me know. I will indeed, ma'am. Remarkable lady. And the girl has spunk. Is she a friend of yours? Yes. I hope to call you a friend too, Jack. Shall we shake on it? Don't be too proud, Ben. You've righted one wrong, but there are others. Thousands who still live in bondage. Unlike me, they don't have papers that give them the same rights as you have. Unlike you and your friends, they won't be free when they come of age. I never considered. You're a puzzle solver like Veracity Quince. But there's one puzzle even he can't solve. 
how to make God's children live like brothers and sisters. Perhaps it starts with a handshake? Perhaps it does. You used your printing skills to help me. I assume you want something in return? Funny you should ask. You say you found this letter pinned beneath this table? Right where Mr. Fleming left it. Why, it's you again! Mrs. Coffin, may I present- Jamaica Jack, you're a sight for sore eyes. And you're as beautiful as ever, Mrs. C. <laughs> and you're as big a liar. You know each other? Mrs. Coffin always had a chair and a mug of ale for me. Can't say that at every grog shop in Boston. I heard there was winding a rope for you, Jack. Thanks to Mr. Franklin here, I shan't swing. At least not yet. But I am in need of work. Honest work, I trust. Is there any other kind? <laughs> oh, come see me again, Jack. After you shave and take a bath, and I'll see what I can do. <laughs> You're right, I do have a lot to learn. Show me this letter you found. Do you recognize the lingo? It appears to be a standard notice from one business partner to another, advising him when to expect the arrival of a certain merchant ship from the West Indies. That's all? The governor sent his own son to steal this letter just to get the schedule of some ship filled with sugar and spice? I'm afraid so, unless there's something between the lines. A secret. Did you say a secret? Felicity? Strange. I thought I heard you laughing. Me, Thad? I've been practicing, and you know how seriously I take my music. Perhaps you should try that part again. No, I'll just play on. I said try it again. There must be something wrong with the instrument. No, Thad, don't... Strange place to find a copy of the New England Current. I wonder how it found its way inside your harpsichord. I wonder. You know how Father feels about that scurrilous rag. But Silence Dugard is so funny. Everyone thinks so. Everyone is not the governor's daughter. Silence Dugard makes your father and his government the butt of her jokes. A very clever woman. A very dangerous woman. Thaddeus, you make too much of this. If you wouldn't take yourself so seriously... Serious times require serious measures. Silence do good must be silenced. Once and for all. Some women can't be silenced so easily. We shall see. Up until now, you have been pampered and indulged. But that will soon change. I am not about to take orders from my brother. I wasn't speaking of myself, dear sister. I was speaking of your future husband. Where's Sam? Sorry, Ben. Couldn't get away until... God of mercy! It's Blackbeard! <laughs> <laughs> the pirate Edward Teach, who you call Blackbeard, perished in the Carolinas two years ago. Have no fear, I am not his ghost. Jamaica Jack has read the letter, but it's what he can't read that may solve the puzzle. John, did you bring the candle? Here, Ben. Matches, Ned? Got him. Wait, someone's coming. You and your boys club. Were you thinking of leaving me out just when it's getting good? Fair warning, Eliza. This could turn dangerous. I certainly hope so. Brave lass. Thank you, Mr. Julian. You may proceed. Very well. Strike the match and light the candle. 
careful, you're burning the letter. We're not going to burn it, Sam. We're going to conduct an experiment. The ancient Romans sent secret messages using an ink that couldn't be read by the naked eye. Invisible ink. Exactly. The practice continues to this day among informers and spies. Observe if you will. Our letter notifying the reader of a cargo ship bound for Boston. Now, watch as I pass it over the candle's flame, allowing the heat to warm the page. I don't see anything different. Wait, something's beginning to appear. Between the lines, there's more written there. It's magic. No, Sam, it's science. The heat of the candle causes a chemical reaction with the invisible ink, which is invisible no longer. Can you read it, Jack? Dear and trusted partner, the legend is true. 75 years ago, a ship left this island bound for Spain. It carried the treasure of the new world back to the old. A king's ransom in gold. Treasure? Gold! Really? We're gold. gonna be rich! Hush, let rich. him finish. The ship never made it to Spain. They say it sank in the waters off the rocky coast of New England. Uh, we're never gonna get it now. They were wrong. The ship with its Spanish gold ran aground on a tiny island that guards Boston Harbor. Little Brewster Island, that's where they're building the new lighthouse, the first one in all of New England. The treasure must still be there. No wonder the governor was willing to do anything to get his hands on this letter. So he can get his hands on the gold. Not if we get it first. We're rich! Yeah! Yeah! The governor is already a rich man. What does he need with the treasure? You can't be too rich. You think there's another reason, Ben? With the governor, there's always another reason. You see, Father, that blasted newspaper is becoming a plague. First it was veracity, Quince. Now Miss Silence do good. I found my own sister laughing at her jokes. Laughing at you. Burn this rag in the fireplace and leave your sister to me. As for this Mrs. Do-Gooder. Do-Good. I knew that. For all her homespun humor, she is more a thorn on my side than veracity, Quince. You know what to do with a thorn, don't you, that is? You pluck it out. I'll buy myself a house. Two houses. One in town, one in country. With an indoor privy. And a feather bed. May I have this dance, your ladyship? Charmed, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> You're forgetting something, aren't you? Before we can find the treasure, we need a boat. Ben. That's where you come in, Jack. With your knowledge of the tides... You'll go treasure hunting without me, Ben. Without you? But you're one of us. You've earned your share. If you hadn't deciphered the letter... I spent five years among pirates. I know the lust for gold, and I want no part of it. Besides, there's one more thing in the letter you need to hear. They say the native tribe that dug the gold and died of their labor put a curse on it. A curse? Superstition. It was meant to scare away the weak of heart. Sometimes it's wise to be weak. I wish you luck, Ben. Farewell. Jack, come back! Let him go, Ben. More for us. What if he's right? What if there is a curse? I tell you there is no such thing. That's the old world talking, not the new. Here we make our own luck, and our own fortune. And no silly curse is going to stop... 
What's wrong, Ben? Do you hear that? The governor's troops! They're coming this way! Quick, John, take the letter and don't let it out of your sight. The rest of you, run. Go in different directions and don't look back. Didn't you hear? It's me they want. Run! What about you, Ben? Don't worry about me. It takes more than a few fat soldiers to catch Ben Franklin. Run! Where have you been? James, listen. There's trouble. I know. The latest edition of the paper sold out. Everyone's reading Mrs. Silence Do-Good, even Anne. Oh, beautiful Anne Smith. She thinks Mrs. Silence Do-Good is wonderful. And she thinks I'm even more wonderful for publishing her. James, have you been drinking? I'm celebrating! Anne Smith called me brave for taking on the governor. She said... You hear that? Afraid so. You know what it means? Afraid I do. They're throwing me a parade! No, James, they're not throwing you a parade. They're on their way to make an arrest. Who are they coming for? Veracity Quince. Where is he? Right here. You? Veracity Quince? <laughs> Next thing you'll say is that you're Mrs. Silence Do-Good. I have so many thoughts, Jim. So many ideas. It was the only way I could get you to print them. Your Veracity Quince? Your Silence Do-Good? How could you do this? James Franklin. That's me? In the name of the King. You're under arrest. For more great stories like the one you're listening to, visit bestrobotever.com. You know, the idea of robots originated in ancient civilizations, including China, Greece, and Ptolemaic Egypt. Of course, they weren't called robots then, but uh, automata. I recall reading about how... Uh, Ben, we're out of time. What? What's that? We're out of time, but I was just about to... Uh Oh, very well. Bestrobotever.com Find your next adventure at gzmshows.com. Shh, it's starting. GZM Shows. Imagination Amplified. Hi, everyone. I'm Jeremy. I'm Autumn. And I'm Jasper. And, and we're, we're a GZM family. family. <laughs> and we want you to listen to our favorite show, Becoming Mother Nature. I love the one with the Green Reaper and the zombies. Yeah! Brinley Pasternak helped the Anders family uncover the truth about Holiday's past. Now, she'll need them to help her find the truth about hers. Six Minutes Out of Time is the long-awaited sequel to the most downloaded family audio adventure in history. When Cyrus is found unconscious near the mysterious Elixir Academy in Florida, Brinley learns the school may have a shocking connection to her missing mother. All new episodes are available one week early and ad-free for GZM subscribers. Visit gzmshows.com to learn more.